Just after Paul describes this disposition, PK came up with this acronym in chat. For those listening to just audio, it is SWAG, Surrender, Wonder, Awe, Gratitude. Meeting audio will start shortly. Okay, welcome everybody to the Paul Hellerman uh, Reflections on the 12 Steps. Um, this is not an AA meeting. This is one member's view on the exact nature of the wrong. It's described on page 63 and 64 of the big book. And um, uh, for more information about Paul's website, you can visit it at www.zenbishslap.com. There you'll find information on uh, his past YouTube videos, um, future events, and um, other information available there. You can find his look at his book. It's called um, Under Arrest. And um, so today, Paul, we have a reading from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We're going to look at page 68. So we look at page 68 of the big book, uh, the first paragraph on page 68. And it goes like this. We reviewed our fears thoroughly. We put them on paper. Even though we had no resentment in connection with them, we asked ourselves why we had them. Wasn't it because self-reliance failed us? Self-reliance was good as far as it went, but it didn't go far enough. Some of us once had great self-confidence, but it didn't fully solve the fear problem or any other. When it made us cocky, it was worse. Perhaps there's a better way. We think so. For we are now on a different basis, the basis of trusting and relying upon God. We trust infinite God rather than our finite selves. We are in the world to play the role he assigns, just to the extent that, that we would do as we think he would have us and humbly rely on him, does he enable us to match calamity with serenity. We never apologize to anyone for depending upon our creator. We can laugh at those who think spirituality the way of weakness. Paradoxically, it is the way of strength. The verdict of the ages is in that faith means courage. All men of faith have courage. They trust their God. We never apologize to, for God. Instead, we let him demonstrate through us what he can do. We ask him to remove our fear and direct our attention to what he would have us be at once. We commence to outgrow fear. And that reading was on page 68 of the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. And I hope you get something out of that, Paul. And we'll start it up. Thank you. Thanks, Mike. Uh, Paul, alcoholic. <clears throat> the funny thing was, I was turned to page 68. I just read that right before you said page 68. Those are the things that happens quite a lot, right? In recovery. Hopefully... It gives you a flavor of something that's something's going on that you may not be aware of. Uh, so this is obviously the uh, fear inventory that we usually do uh, after the resentment inventory. And we reviewed our fears thoroughly. We put them on paper, even though we had no resentment in connection with them. We asked ourselves why we had them. 
wasn't it because self-reliance failed us? So he uses the term basis later, for we are now on a different basis. Well, the previous basis was self-reliance, yeah? So this is a change, a fundamental change of the basis, not things that happen after it, because basically what happens after it is based on the basis of which we're living life from. So if you change everything that's happening and not the basis, you're going to get more of the same happening. Yeah. I mean, it's just putting, you know, uh, the cause before the effect instead of uh, trying to deal with all the effects without seeing the cause. Yeah. So the new basis is reliance on something greater than self. The old base was was reliance on self. Those are the two fundamental bases that we can live from. So now hopefully most the reliance on your speaker. What's wrong with my speaker? I mean your microphone. I think that was somebody else, that, that crackling. I think it was me, sorry. Oh. Yeah, it was someone else, so, yeah. Uh, so let me go over again. So we revere, reviewed our fears thoroughly, and basically he gives us a, a, the diagnosis of what's causing the fear to be a, like a certain atmospheric condition that we're in. And that is self-reliance. All right. So let's look at self-reliance. How do, what does that look like? Is there something, is there like a, a crutch sauce, uh, called self that you're relying on to walk? No, you don't see it. It's an activity. There's no self to rely on. That's what causes all the anxiety. <laughs> We're relying on something that's not reliable because it's an activity, not a thing. So, <laughs> so yeah, if you, if, you, uh, if you step on a piece of moving wood thinking it's a floor, you're gonna have a different experience, yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be shaky. You'll probably fall off, yeah. And you'll be wondering why. I thought the floor was secure. Well, you made a, <laughs> your diagnosis was incorrect. It wasn't a flaw. It was a piece of moving wood. Yeah. So this is uh, the whole idea of the fear inventory is to see fear. I like to, I really think most of it's anxiety, mental anxiety. <clears throat> but in uh, that anxiety, um, is what we're relying on in a sense or that's the reaction to what we're relying on and that self-reliance is the cause for all the effects that fear seem to bring about yeah it's not fear so we do an inventory on fear to see it's not fear we see it we to see that it's self-reliance yeah why do, do we do the inventory to get to the basis of the situation, the exact nature of the wrong, which isn't fear, it's self-reliance. If you read the diagnosis out of the book, 
he says, we ask ourselves why we had them. Yeah. Wasn't it what? Had what? Fear. The fears. Yeah. Wasn't it because self-reliance failed us? Isn't that a suit? That's a very clear diagnosis. Yeah. Why you have the fears or the fear have you is because you're under uh, or you're living from a shaky basis, which is reliance on self. So now every time you do step on a floor, you think it's the moving wood. Yeah. So there's no rest. There's no peace there. Even if you have peace, you'll be wondering, will I have peace tomorrow? So that's not peace. Yeah. So basically, the self-reliance is the cause of all the mental anxiety. So the mental anxiety or the fears are effects of self-reliance. So what does it look like to be relying on self? I mean, if there's an activity called self-reliance, it must be able to be described, obviously. Yeah. If there's a kid playing ball outside and I see it, I can describe the kid playing ball. Yeah. He's got a mitt, something's getting thrown, he catches it. Yeah. I should be able to describe it if I'm here. So what does self-reliance look like? Yeah. Well, the problem resides in the mind so that there's an activity of the mental process, let's say thinking and narrating and interpreting and we're in the act of relying on that interpretation to be our eyes here yeah to lead us here to direct us it's like the gps that we're relying on yeah we're not seeing the spiritual awakening hasn't seemingly come about so we're sort of blind so we're relying on self to tell us what's going on yeah and it does <laughs> <laughs> ad nauseum yeah and most of its information is can be categorized as false evidence yeah that relies on us to appear to be real it, yeah the, re, the false evidence can't rely on itself to appear to be real it's false evidence it relies on us for it to appear to appear to be real what is that but faith in self? Yeah. What is that but reliance in self? What is that but trust in self? Yeah. So it's our own. It's I don't like to call it our own faith, but it's our. It's a quality that we all are. Or we all are an effect of, which is faith, and that faith is in something unreliable, and so it produces effects, and that one of them is excessive mental anxiety that mimics the feeling of fear yeah what is another effect of uh, reliance on self well to rely on self which there isn't one there's got to be a lot of obsession of self so that the identification as self can continue yeah so the activity to make us a self is ongoing all day yeah, it can't rest on its laurels, basically. It has to keep on keeping on. And uh, he goes, perhaps there's a better way. Yeah. Now that we've had the uh, clear diagnosis of the basis of living, which was reliance on self, perhaps there's a better way. Yeah. Now being on this new basis, which is what? Trusting the infinite rather than the finite self. Yeah. 
So what happens? Where does that demonstrate itself? Well, not taking the thought so seriously. Yeah, really. So when you have a thought, you're never going to be loved. You don't fucking cringe and react to that as if it's real. Yeah, you see the false evidence as false evidence and you continue on or you carry on. Yeah. You don't let you don't turn it into luggage and baggage. Yeah, you just re, you refuse the invitation of going up the ass of self, so to speak. Yeah. So the false evidence is now false evidence. Maybe the first time it started to seem to be false evidence to me, I was calling them alcoholic thoughts. Yeah, that was one. That was the first step. I didn't see all thoughts as as false evidence or not mine, but I started to see a lot of them as alcoholic thoughts because I listened to a lot of alcoholics share their thoughts. And I came to a conclusion, uh, how did these people get my thoughts or they're not my thoughts, yeah? That we share a system of thought and reaction and interpretation called alcoholism, yeah? And that's the dilemma. So, all right, perhaps there's a better way what trusting something infinite rather than finite self so obviously we must been we must have been at one time in the act of trusting finite self yes or why would he say it <laughs> why would he say so there's an option and one option seemed to be our old basis which was trusting finite self we're now on a new basis trusting the infinite yeah so it's almost like the program has enough oomph, the higher power has enough oomph to break the gravitational field of selfing and bring us into another gravitational field of the infinite, yeah? And now we're being pulled by that gravitation, and every once in a while, we feel the pull of the old gravitation of self, yeah? But if you trust the process and you're trusting the infinite, there's no way the old gravitational of self is going to quote-unquote win. You're going to be pulled out of the ass of self. Yeah? And the sirens singing are up the ass of self. So Ulysses doesn't look back in this case. And you're pulled out the ass of self. And now you're in a good, you're in a different gravitational pull. And you get old messages from the old gravitational pull. But now you recognize them, you know, SOS, SOS, you know, you recognize them as false evidence or, a, or the boy crying wolf, so to speak. Yeah, now you, have an, now you have a defense against that which you had no defense against. Yes, and it's a spiritual condition. That's its nature, not a mental one. Yeah, and that spiritual condition, the way it works the results will seem like uh, there was no thought or effort on your part. Yeah, that's you'll be placed in a position of neutrality. Things will happen. It's like a miracle because the only way we think something happens is if we do it or someone else does it. That's not the way of the spirit. Yeah. The way of the spirit is there's a surrender to the fact that I'm outmatched. And that something has demonstrated that it will do through me what I can't do for myself. Yeah. So I just expand on that. And now I'm set in that new basis of trusting the infinite. Yeah. Yeah. Which I feel makes me of maximum use. 
without me trying to become of maximum use, yeah? <laughs> I don't become the, I don't try to become the new tool. I just realize I'm not the old tool, yeah? And then I get used differently, yeah? So what else does it say here? So perhaps there is a better way. We think so, yeah. We are now on a ba different basis. Yeah, the basis of trusting and relying upon God. So obviously, part of the diagnosis is the, is the previous basis, or like they use the statement of a new employer, and the program is talking about the old employer, yes? So obviously... It's not like, oh, I've never have a, had a job and now I have a new employer. No, you were under a job of an old employer. Something else was using you before, yeah, called alcoholism, yeah? Now the higher power is going to use you, yeah? Instead of being driven by a hundred forms of fear, you're going to be driven by empathy and compassion and fucking satisfaction and contentment, yeah? But you're going to be driven one way or the other. <laughs> so, yeah, you just you just told the truth about the old driver, and now a new driver has taken over. Being all powerful, it's going to take care of us. What are the requirements? Stay close to it. Well, you can't be far from everywhere, and do its works well. It's not even saying these are the specific works. It isn't. It's just it could be any works. Yeah. Yeah. Who says you're not doing them well? Only your head, only the old employer. <laughs> so now you have a reliance on spirit, which allows you to have a defense against the, the first drink because the mental insanity preceding the first drink is of a mental condition. Yeah. Now you have a defense against that mental condition because it's not a mental condition. It's a spiritual condition. Yeah. Hallelujah. You can live a day at a time for 33 years or for this month or for this week or for this next hour, but you can live free from the bondage of self. Yeah. Doesn't this not like, you know, oh, Paul's been free from the bondage of self. I proclaim thee. It's just an activity, just like the bondage of self was an activity. The freedom of the bondage of self is sort of an activity. You're free now, yeah? <laughs> it may not look what you would think freedom would look like when you look at, like, when you look at it from the bound. You may not look like that. You may not be on a cliff with the wind blowing your long hair back and having adoring past girlfriends and f contemporary girlfriends and hopefully future girlfriends seeing how wonderful you are because you've surrendered. No, it may be just uh, an activity that's not getting much of a parade based on it. Yeah, you're just free. You're, been, you're like a free-ranged alcoholic now. Yeah. And therefore, you're at the most attractive, I don't mean physically, but the most attractive position you can ever be, where this whole program is about attraction, not pr promotion, yeah? You're, the problem does not exist for you today. That's a damn good advertisement for the solution. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, instead, we let him demonstrate through us 
what he can do. Isn't that the theme of living, really, after sobriety? And you realize uh, we don't even see that you have much of a say. I let him. That would, I would sound like a bigger God than God. I let God demonstrate through me. No, there's a demonstration through us. Yeah. We ask him to remove our fear and direct our attention to what he would have us be. What happens after you've asked that enough and the fear has been removed and you're now in that new, you're now in a new attention directed? Yeah. What does that look like? Yeah. At once we commence to outgrow fear. Yeah, exactly. We outgrow fear. So it must be some kind of activity, yes? That we can outgrow. Yeah? I outgrow playing with toys, you know, army men. I outgrew that, yes? It was an activity I was I loved, and now I've outgrown that activity. Well, hopefully, fear is the same way. Yeah, we outgrow this fear. We outgrow this reliance on self, and now we live in that new basis, trusting the infinite rather than finite self. And they have they didn't have sequels to the book of describing what that would look like maybe after thirty years. We don't have that. Yeah. But in fact, I believe recovery progresses and there's been a lot of, a lot of, a lot of relief and freedom demonstrated by us, yeah, from this seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. Yeah, I just feel uh, so, uh, the whole point, one of the millions of them, of, of doing these talks, though, is to is to concretely present an understanding of what I feel is the activity that is the basis of all the other activities of fear and resentment and shit like that. And that is the act of being identified as self. Yeah? To, and to make the point, sometimes you use extreme, like an extreme uh, imagery, which is look at alcoholism or actually the bondage of self as a foreign agent or a path you know a parasitical movement and see you see yourself as other and now you've outgrown the old idea of your condition and now you're in a new idea and that new idea is hey i can be free from it if i'm not the parasite i can be free from it yeah so if i see the act of identification always has me living from the idea that I am the parasite, really. And so the best thing I can do is to try to get a little relief from that condition. And I found my, the alcoholism that demonstrated through me was willing to pay any consequence tomorrow, not to feel uncomfortable now. Yeah. Why was that? There was no possibility of being free from the bondage of self there was an impossibility that constantly kept playing over and over again, which was trying to be free as self. Yeah. I was trying to get out of self as self. I was trapped in that time loop of a spider web. Yeah. Unbeknownst to me, because I didn't, I hadn't realized the exact nature of the basis or problem I was in. I was 
my reliance on self was truly reinforced and held together by an identification as self. Yeah. I kept calling something other than me, me. That was the bondage, really. So I feel that's the important basis to see. The basis of the problem is an act of being identified as something that you're not. Yeah. And then all the systems that it's co-opted reinforce that idea over and over again. And we dream of freedom, but we dream of freedom with the frame of slavery. Yeah. Slavery, slavery cannot clearly describe freedom. There's, there's a freedom from the slavery and that's the freedom. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's, I love when he's talking on this level about basis and, you know, the basis means this is how you're living and where you're living from. I don't mean a geographical location. I mean, how you are now is everything else is piling up on that basis of living. And this, the basis of AA is trusting the infinite rather than the finite self. Yeah, it's that simple. So, all right, thanks. Oh, that's awesome, Paul. Um, you, you know, I think one of the most simplistic things I heard was that, you know, I don't have to listen to my thoughts. Woohoo! I never heard that before. <laughs> like, I thought they, since they were mine, I had to listen to them. And yeah, exactly. I used to have that with girls when I was younger. If a girlfriend, if a girl liked me, I thought I was supposed to like her. You know, it was sort of like, well, she likes me. So like her. it's a similar idea. The thoughts, again, relying on the thoughts limits our possibilities concerning thoughts. <laughs> That's just the way it goes. Yeah. And the word my, the feeling of my, uh, changes the, everything that comes after it. It's just that simple. Yeah. So a thought and my thought are totally different. Money, my money is totally different. Health, my health, totally different. Yes. Why, why don't we see, why aren't we seeing that? I mean, who's, who's putting the mind into it? Us. <laughs> We're the carrier of the meaning. We're not like being, a meaning isn't being imposed on us. We're the meaning carrier. We're, we, unbeknownst to us, we're giving a lot of meaning to a lot of shit all day. Yeah. And a huge meaning is, is, is distributed through the my. The feeling of my changes everything. Yeah. Yeah. Like boundaries. People, you know, cross boundaries all day. If you cross my boundaries, there's going to be hell to pay. You know, it's just insane. It's just an insane amplification of stuff. Don't you interested in seeing what's going on? I mean, for me, that's caused a lot of curiosity. Yeah. To see my role in things. What's really our role in things? It's much larger than, oh, I actually, you know, that guy punched me because I was making eyes on his girlfriend on that half hour before. Oh, yeah, that's good. But really, what's our role in things? It's a huge role. <laughs> yeah. Like in another book called The Course of Miracles, it captures our hugeness by saying, you and I give everything all the meaning it has. Wow. 
That's a pretty big role here, eh? <laughs> I mean, you may think it was your mother gave everything all the meaning it has, or your father, but really, you and I are giving everything all the meaning it has. Now, don't take it to be true or not. Let it land and see what it reveals, yeah? Yeah. So, the power of thought is truly expressed through the my thought, yeah? Really. Man, it can ruin a day, can it? It can ruin a relationship. One, it's like that corroding thread that runs through the fabric of, of our life. Once there's a belief and faith in it, it just corrodes the whole of life, yeah? It eats you up from the inside out. I would say, I would believe that all the energy that that consumes could be put to better use if it was directed by better hands, yeah? Maybe your life would be much more useful if it was taken out of your hands because they're not your hands, yeah? Basically, you've never been the driver. There was self-driving or, or the higher power driving, yeah? Driven by a hundred forms of fear or whatever isn't like a rare occurrence. That's basically all day we're driven by something. Yeah, all day. And you can tell the driver by the driving, so to speak. <laughs> you know what I mean? Do I want the same driver that has a penchant of parking in three parking spaces, institution, jails, or death? Well, if I don't, well, you got to question the driver, not the institution jails of death. They're just the destination. Who's, what's taking you there? What's taking it? What's taking all of us to those fucking places? Yeah. And perhaps there's a better way. The new employer, the new driver, however you want to see it, it's attempting to imply the role of you and I as a car, so to speak. So instead of thinking, I'm, the, I'm pumping the engine and doing this, no, all, most of it's automatic. Something's taken us over, yeah? And something, there was, there was, there was a needed intervention, so an, a, a higher power than that which took us over could intervene and change the course of our lives. And it has, hasn't it? Yes, it has. There's no way if we were still loaded, we'd be on Zoom. We Maybe we'd be Zoom bombing because we had a, such a resentment towards AA because, you know what I mean, it helped others, but fuck AA. So we're going to bomb Zoom bomb AA meetings. <laughs> but basically, you know, we'd be scheming and fucking rationalizing and sitting there brooding about some past thing that may never even have happened and, you know, blaming everyone, fucking ourselves and others for our seeming predicament and then fucking probably having a roommate in the same condition so you could have a fucking, you know, self-bonding pattern party, you know? Oh, yes! It's art, it's Norm, it's Mom, it's Dad. You know, sharing the same bullshit over and over again. Yes? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Let's get on with it. Get clear. Yeah? Did alcoholism have you or did you have alcoholism? Hmm, Sounds like, I feel like alcoholism had me. All right, that's a good, 
All right, that's a new direction setter. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. Take it from there. What's reliance on self? Well, it seems like something's going on in the head. Something's forecasting how I'm going to be, how they're going to be, how I was, how I will be. I think that could be construed as playing God, yeah? So there's a playing God, and I look at the third step, but I take a, I go back a couple of paragraphs, and it says, first, there's got, you got to quit playing God. What? Yeah, because it doesn't work. All right, let's look at that, because it seems first, in a linear program, would seem to have a paramount uh, importance, yes? First, <laughs> I mean, the third step is next. So first seems to be more important than the next, yeah? First, quit playing God. So there's obviously a thing going on called playing God, yeah? It's not like it just started today, yeah? Thank God it's not you and I playing God. But there is something that's playing God, yes? There's something that tells me, Paul... Just go about your day, and tonight I'll tell you how it was. <laughs> you know what I mean? Let me just tell you, you had a terrible day. Wasn't I living that day? I, you know. So there's something that's playing God. Now, we're identified as that something. So obviously, when Paul, identified as that something that's playing God, tries to quit playing God, that would be playing God, yes? How does that work? How does that which is how could that which is playing God ever quit playing God? It that would be playing God ad infinitum. Yeah, there's no out. But you're not that which is playing God. That's the out. Yeah. Something in us is playing God. It's not of us, thank God. <laughs> That's the big realization in a sense, yeah? Something in us is definitely playing God, yes? But it's not of us. We are of something. That's not that which is playing God. That's the incredible divide that allows freedom and possibility, yes? You've broken, at least on an understanding level, the act of being identified as self. You've seen it as something other than you. Hallelujah. Yeah? You've now entered... The, in, you truly vented recovery, you have, because you've had a clear diagnosis of the disease, of the activity of the disease, yeah? You've seen it, finally, yeah? Yeah. I mean, there's very few things that I've run into that silenced all the clamoring for more information and more knowledge, and this is one of them recognizing that self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us and being very clear i'm from the us and self is of the mental condition yeah and i did an inventory and now i see selfing and i bring it to step six and seven and i allow that energy that was knotted up and turned into these all these fucking mutant little things all get released and opened up and that energy now enriches my day instead of enslaving the day hallelujah yeah. so yes i don't know so let's go mike
Anyone yes. else? Yeah, thank you, Paul. That was great. Um, we have a couple questions up. We have uh, Gary C. Gary C, I'm asking you to unmute. Gary. There we go. Oh, you're muted, Gary. Try again, please. Hi, Paul. There we are. Hi, Paul. Again, I'm appreciating your message, and uh, you've been answering my question even as I'm waiting to ask it. But I'll go ahead and, and point, make a comment and ask a question. Um, yeah, but first of all, I just I'm just grateful for your message and uh, your you're putting it out, you know, day after day because it's just I don't hear it anyplace else, and it's so good to hear, and it it's like a you know it's a key to a lock that doesn't seem to be available in any other place that I've looked. So I just thanks first of all, but the thing that uh, I've I noticed early on when you were talking was that the, it seemed like the keystone, the thing that holds it all together, you talked about false evidence appearing real. But that false evidence can only appear real as long as there is a self to attach it to. There's someone who believes that false evidence. And, and when you said that, I thought, ah, so that's the capstone. That's the thing that holds it all together. Once that is questioned, even just questioned, the false evidence appearing real starts to dissolve. It can't hold together. That's like the glue that makes it seemingly hold together. Without, yes. yeah. Yes. So we, it, it, that's why, you know, one of the things she emphasized is questioning the, the, validity the truth of that self that seemingly holds all these opinions and thoughts and narrations and stuff because even just the questioning out of that and the, and you know the structure starts to tremble and 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 dissolve a little bit so you know i yeah. just that's just beautiful that's just a beautiful insight i and so any, anyway and the other thing is, is like being a, a fourth. I work with people and they're on their fourth step, right? And, and what you're talking about is so key to that understanding the exact nature of the wrong. And yeah. so often the people I work with, I hear them saying, well, I'm responsible for this and I did this and I did that and you know, you're really answering my question even I, as okay. you speak. But my my question I, I is, like to get a regular wash. Okay. Um, <laughs> that was your question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I want a regular wash. Sir. <laughs> the platinum wash here. Yeah. Um. Anyway, it's like, and you you're doing it even as I speak, but. <laughs> when people re keep reinserting, well, I did this and I'm responsible for that. And I'm kind of at a loss of how to work with somebody. You know, I, I make suggestions here and there, but, you know, could you even entertain the possibility that that one who feels so guilty and responsible maybe is not you? Is it, a, you know, it's a possibility. It's a, it's a parasite. It's a function, and, and, but but 
so often people just sort of like, you know, just they, they can hardly entertain that for a second before they're like, bang, well, I did this and I did that. And my question is, um, do you have any suggestions for me about working with people when they do have this sort of knee-jerk response? Well, it was me. It was always me. It is me. It will be me. My suggestion, my suggestion is just keep working with them because more gets revealed. So a lot of times... Uh, there's a stubbornness around the responsibility because part of it was like I've always described in my own experience, you know, being young. And when I started to think a lot, I felt I was responsible for everything, the obsession with self. And therefore I wanted to become as less responsible as possible. And so responsibility is a, is like, you know, wounded knee almost. It's a very big event. So let them have their responsibility and then more will be revealed and maybe they'll see the role that self had in what they call their role, yeah? But first own their role, yeah? yeah. But yeah. Feel, have faith that the process will reveal more and then they'll see something else's role in their role, yeah? Mm. Yes. Accountability is a possibility to be arrived at. We've just, we've just, uh, we're just saying the highway that we think is five miles long. There's more miles. That's all. Yeah, more will be revealed. There'll be meet more miles, and maybe you'll enter a stretch of accountability where you'll realize, yeah, my dog took the shit on the neighbor's lawn, but I didn't take the shit on the neighbor's lawn. Yeah. I'm very clear yeah. about that. No, I'm responsible for my dog taking the shit, but I'm not responsible for 30 years of taking the shit. Yeah, no, it was my dog. Now I walk the dog down another street, and there you go. Yeah, that problem is solved, so to speak. So, yeah, more gets revealed. So it's very important. It's one of the first big moves, I feel, of a shift in the basis of living which is uh, seeing your role in things, yeah? Yeah. So let them see that, yeah, and then support them in that because more will get revealed about your role in things. If you just stay around, yeah. That's one of another reasons why we do this, so that this idea becomes available to the community of recovery, yeah? So that there's another realm called accountability, that comes after responsibility, yeah? Most of us think everything stops at responsibility, yeah? But really there's an accountability, which is a little more nuanced, but it's there and it's available. Because when you see your role in things and take responsibility, sooner or later, you're gonna see something else's role in things, <laughs> which was self, yeah? Yeah, and like you were saying earlier, yeah, why does it say, you know, it doesn't say in the first few steps when they describe it and the biggest requirement is being convinced. It's not saying Stanley is convinced or Jim is convinced. It's us. It's about us. Yeah, because we're what's giving everything the meaning it has. We're giving the false evidence the meaning that it's real. We are. 
not Paul as a volitional act, but this experience, yeah? We're the dreaming, we're the dreaming, yeah? So we're giving the meaning to everything, yeah? Yeah, yeah. so when you're convinced of certain things, the meaning you used to give those things changes. And now you have the ability to see false evidence, yeah, as false evidence, yeah? Because you've changed, not the evidence has changed, you'd have, yeah? Your basis has, not you as Gary or Paul, but what we really are has changed, it's shifted. Some move, something that was underappreciated or like it says in the big book, the unsuspecting inner resource now becomes very, very assured. You're convinced of that unsuspecting inner resource. And you're seeing, uh, it's not like you're, uh, there's more seeing, but you're, they're seeing more. You see more shit. Yeah. Yeah. I have faith in the process. And man, it's a great position, at least to start at my role in things. And hopefully down the road, they'll see something else's role in things. Yeah. 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 I get, you know, I get it a lot. A lot of people who have a love of AA may think sometimes what we're presenting is radical and they don't want it to damage others. So they always bring up this idea of responsibility. So we came up with the idea about my, the, the dog I own shitting on the neighbor's lawn. And, you know, from some view, it looks like I'm responsible, but I'm not. I'm accountable because I'm not the dog. So I'm seeing a lot of what caused a lot of havoc in my life wasn't me. I'm accountable for that, but I'm not responsible for it. Yeah, and that's been a very liberating understanding from all the guilt and shame that was constantly being reinforced by those memories of me being the doer of all those insane behaviors out there. Yeah, I've been freed yeah. from it. I've been truly freed from the past, which is awesome, <laughs> completely. Because I just, you know, I just don't see it that I did it. I don't. I feel something move through me like something else is moving through me now. And this, what's moving through me now, uh, drives me to do different behaviors than what used to move through me then. Yeah. And uh, so if you want to see it in your eyes, I'm responsible far, far out, but in my heart, I'm not, which is great. Yeah. <laughs> because that's a lot of luggage I'd have to travel around with. I swear to God, every new day, there wouldn't be any room for anything new in the new day. I just bring it up, bring into same old, same old into every new day. It would look like the same old, same old day. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, yes. Yeah. So people, I, I just respond hopefully to the person where the person is. I don't react to the person to where, where I am. <laughs> I respond to the person to where they are. Yeah. Okay especially in the duty of being a sponsor. Yes, so yeah. I, if you start at responsibility, it may not end there, so. You gotta take it, just take it to that, that sentence, page 64. 
I don't, you know, it may seem very ambiguous, but it doesn't to me. It's, it's a very clear diagnosis that something other than us has defeated us by its manifestations. Yeah? Yeah. What they be? Are they like little cauliflower ideas in the head? No, they were actions. We did shit. Yeah, from self. And it caused reactions and consequences. Yeah? It manifested through me. It wasn't just thought, it act out. There was an acting out. Yeah? Yes. Yeah. You tell me suddenly, as soon as there's an acting out, it's always us that did it? No. It says very clearly self manifested in various ways. I would put in through us. And those various ways defeated us. That's how we were defeated. Yeah? Let's be clear about that. Are we self or are we us? If we're self, now, after 30 years, you'll still be in the act of being defeated by those past memories of what you did 40 years ago. Yeah? If I'm in the camp of us, I have a freedom from that old shame and guilt. Yeah? Because I'm not self. Yeah? Yeah. 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 It's simple. It's not just intellect either. If you look at it, it's very clear. Now, if you don't understand that statement in page 64, far out. If you stay with this process, you probably will in your own way sooner or later. Because it's not, it's not like, a, a, you know, physics, the math of physics. It's self and us. It's very clear. There's like two camps. Are we of the us or are we of self? Yeah. yeah. I can't see how... You know, whatever. If you want to keep being responsible for what self-manifested through you, yeah, far out. I don't care in a way. But you have the right to hear the possibility that maybe you weren't that. You're, you're of us, yeah? The us is a completely different basis than the self, yeah? I'd hate to have the self take the new basis. It'll make it the same old basis, reliance on self, yeah? If yeah. self is identifying with the one that's relying on the higher power, you're not relying on the higher power, you're relying on self. You are, truly, yeah? Ultimately, yeah. the bigger God is self still, yeah? Yeah, it I, imposes itself. Well, it states the fact that I'm the one who's gonna rely on God. I, that sounds like you're a bigger God, <laughs> yeah? This is the whole point of what's playing God to recognize it's not you in all its little small activities and its larger statement, which is, yeah, I'm fucking God, basically. Yeah. I'm going to tell you how Gary is all day, how Gary was and how Gary's going to be. I'm going to forecast the life of Gary. And you know what? You might as well not get up, Gary, because it's going to suck or whatever. Yeah. Isn't that God? Exactly. I can't, what else could that be? What else could it be if you woke up in the morning and then someone said before, the first thing you do is smile. Well, most people, the first thing they're, they're, they're uh, introduced to is thoughts about the day. And the thoughts about the day is, oh, it's going to suck. Yeah. Everyone hates you. What's that for playing God? But it needs us. We're the audience, yeah? This is like call and response. 
So there's a lot of propaganda and it's hoping for a reaction from the audience, which is us. And once there's a reaction, the a false evidence suddenly appears real. Yeah? Yeah. You live the embodiment of that transition from false to real. You are. You're making it so or not so. Not as Gary, but you know, it's not a volitional act, but our faith in false thoughts or false evidence is what allows it to appear to appear real. It's us. Yeah? It's not the false evidence. It's us. That's us. We're an activity, bro. We're not a thing. We're a living event. We're giving meaning, and then the meaning can change based on the what happens with us. Sort of like we have that example in recovery where people come in and they have the idea. Maybe it's been a rather long idea. Maybe it's just a year or so or a couple of weeks of the worst thing that ever happened to them. Yeah? And now their story is getting pulled over by the cops was the worst thing that ever happened to them. But now they see what happened, that getting pulled over by the cops got them into AA, and now they're sober for a year. And now they see that event as the best thing that ever happened to them. What was it? Was it the worst event or the best event? It's neither. It's, what, it's based on Gary's condition, not on its condition. It's the same thing that happened. You got pulled over by the cops. From one point of view, it was the worst thing ever happened. From another point of view, it's the best thing ever happened. Does the, the act of pulling over by the cops have a point of view? No, that was an action. It's us. Yeah, we're giving everything all the meaning it has. Knowing that, you met a well fucking surrender this fucking event over to something that can, that can wield it and direct it better than what it's been turned over which, to which was self. Yeah, look at what it's done. It's, it's having self run your juice. It's, it's produced exquisite suffering that has you frozen in a dark room, not even wanting to look outside. When there's no fucking, there's no danger or threat other than the one you're sitting as. Yes? Yeah. This is the, I mean, do we need to, you know, you know, what is incomprehensible, pitiful demoralization, but an incredible demonstration of mutated power, really, to, ha to find yourself in that condition, that's, that was a lot of juice that turned that into that. Yeah? Yeah. So yeah. knowing, hey, I, I recognized it earlier in a very foggy way. I realized when I drank... I put out like magnetic appeal to people in uniform. It was almost like I had a beacon and I attracted like moths to, from 50 miles away. It was incredible. Yeah. And then I got involved in recovery and that same power that used to jackpot me on very heavy consequential levels is now an liberating quality. Yeah. It's the same energy, but what's directing it is completely different. <laughs> That's it, yeah. I can't be wielded by the self. I'll be fucked. I mean, getting run over twice by the same car in one night is a difficult freaking thing to do, even if you set out to do it. Yeah, but that's the type of level of consequence I was suffering from. Yeah, you can't play around with that. This isn't like, a, oh, I think I'll, you know, entertain recovery today. No, it's a life or death situation. <laughs> yeah, 
you better you better surrender all your natural resources so that something that's much wiser can put them to better use than the old mine old old you know owner yeah really the old employer doesn't treat the employed well <laughs> you better better you know you better sincerely take the new employer's deal yeah yeah it's yeah. a pretty good one yeah so false evidence of appearing real is based on its appearing real to us because we are reality like it or not we are we're making shit out of nothing or we're letting nothing bring everything out into the open you know it's just the way it goes yeah hmm you know, you can talk, you can think yourself into a heavy-duty condition. Not you, but the head. When it gets one or two or three false evidences appearing real, it can build a fucking ma maximum prison there. <laughs> maximum security prison. Just a few of those bricks, it will imagine the whole rest of the prison building. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta be, you have a... Uh, the immunity doesn't kick in after the 50th brick. You're in prison by then. You need it before the bricks get taken to be real. Yeah, that's the immunity. So w would you agree that the, the, the glue that holds those bricks together is that sense of I, me, my? That? Yes, of course, because the I is the claiming of things that aren't yours to be yours, which is they're my thoughts that holds it together well it seemingly holds it together because you believe it <laughs> yeah yeah it, it won't hold it together some shit isn't held together it can only appear to be held together mm. yeah mm. water and oil don't mix right so yeah so that nature the nature of these things is going to separate them eventually by leave it leave things be. of course yeah of course there'll be enough gaps where life will intervene the living of life yeah yeah the interpretation the blanket of the interpretation is the bridge of mind going from one false evidence to the next for sure yeah yeah like there's some great masses would you talk about the space between thoughts, you know, that space or that sense of pause. That's, that's the living, breathing nature that we are. It's demonstrated by the pause of all the other activity. Yeah. That's us. Yeah. We're the inherent pause to all the other activities. <laughs> we are, literally. No launched they're all sh they're all launched at our port yeah yes mm. yeah turn it over to a new ownership man really Not way too much power to have it wielded by a myopic view it's just it's not gonna go well we all know that yes yes that same energy it's the exact same energy can be enriching you and others now or it can be enslaving you it's the same energy yeah 
it's what it's the meaning that's given to it and we've we've had enough of the meaning that self gives to things we've had enough we've seen it all yeah it's the same old same old a parasite is a parasite is a parasite it doesn't become a service animal it doesn't you're not going to befriend it yeah its life depends on using yours yeah that's just the nature of it so yeah perhaps there's a better way let's drop the perhaps there is a better way trusting the infinite rather than finite self why not study what it looks like trusting finite self so that you see it from the infinite yeah who knows why not so did you just say trusting finite self but or did i mishear that trusting infinite trusting finite self studying it Ah. trusting finite self from the infinite so does that mean like to see it for what it is yes which is false evidence i got it okay it's false evidence and then there is a role we play and then it appears to be real that's our role yeah so that's like trusting finite self to do its thing over and over again to do the selfing thing well it will so you better be to that for sure that's that's what it does it doesn't change it has 33 spots on it. It's not going it doesn't add any more. It just goes over the same 33 spots. Yeah. Yeah. Changes names and locations, but it's the same old, same old. If you wrote a journal about self for 20 years, the 20 year one would sound very similar to the first day one. You know, your little, it would, it would be, it would be different names and different you know, locations, but it'd be the same old, same old. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I'm going to lose what I have, you know, play around with that. Just move it around. I'm going to lose what I have and not get what I want. Wow. It's so different. No, it isn't. You know, it just moves around, plays around. Yes. On and on, but it needs us to give it light. Yeah. And so faith involved and that faith, uh <laughs> is what they're talking about hey instead of trusting finite self well let's be honest about that what has that been like for us let's trust the infinite hopefully not from not as finite self <laughs> that's the whole point of these messages to see finite self trusting the infinite is just more trust than finite self yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah Let's be clear and uh, let the operation continue. <laughs> amen. Yeah, amen. Thanks, Gary. Yeah. Thanks, Paul. Yeah. All right, thank you so much, Gary. Paul, we have one more question. Helen, you've been so patient. Thank you for being so patient. Helen, I'm going to ask you down here. Come on, Helen. I was watching your, your, your uh, facial quick gyrations earlier. Yes, go ahead, honey. Can you unmute, Helen? Yeah, sorry, okay. I thought I had. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, Thank you. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. I've, I wish I'd never heard of and seen anything to do with non-duality. So it really has had me spinning in knots. And it's just absurd, the things that goes on then in mind and where it takes you. 
and and I've bought but I've seen I've seen that that fear I know it's in the head and I know you know I've seen all that and I've seen that you just get one bit of evidence and then so that you can I can feel the mind go off the next bit of evidence to sort of uphold the first bit of evidence and I can and I've seen that for a long while and all the while I'm thinking why am I not really getting this why am I not really getting this and I can see that there was all this other this self that's not really a self and all the non-duality stuff and I think it was that that really wrecked me as well as other things and I was a I was I was addicted truly addicted to the juice I think I was getting out of beating myself up about not getting it I think I think but I've just heard you say today about that alcoholism had you or alcoholism had me or these thoughts of me and I could never do what's a you what's a me what's a, it's all me it's all me I'm just generating a whole lot but then suddenly when you said that you said it a million times I know and suddenly there were two me's there were two me's if I if I had obsession if I had fear what then is me and then somebody said they put on a regular wash <laughs> that became absolutely you're in the spin dryer <laughs> so for a regular wash I, I, I just got And it's suddenly with all this deadly seriousness. And yeah. it was just, it was just. <laughs> I was just, oh, sorry, sorry. It was just, it just really. <laughs> and then suddenly all that seriousness were like, whoosh, all whipped away. Suddenly one small space of about 20 minutes, you know. Yeah. So I'm left dizzy. <laughs> so thank you, Paul. Yeah, yeah, Helen, get out, you know, walk around if you can. Yeah, take a load off your head. Yeah, you don't have to get it. Yeah, it's impossible anyway. You are it. It's an in inescapable fact, like it or not. Yeah, and what doesn't like it ain't you anyway. So basically, you know, people talk about keep it simple, but sometimes it's, it's implied to about the outside but it becomes very simple inside yeah you can't get out of what you're not yes so all this activity thinking i'm going to take the ladder of understanding or peak experiences or whatever you're not getting out of what you're not in so there's a there's a great wisdom in that and then you just become helen for all intents and purposes and not being Helen, yeah, but you just live Helen's little life, and uh, Helen now isn't like a heavy object of obsession, it's just uh, a little weight that keeps it going in a certain direction in a certain way for 80 or 90 years, yeah, it's bobbing, but it has a little bit of weight, it has a little me, a bit of meaning, yeah, just just enough to go on you all the excess shit does isn't that necessary yeah so 
Paul, like I always used to say, if uh, when I first started wanting to get out of myself, which was very young, but let's say when I I was I came to grips that it had an inside job, the drugs weren't going to do it. Uh, if I saw myself as I am now, that's what would have been motivating me when I was young to look into spirituality, the normal thing that I am an example of. <laughs> that's the fear that I really had back then just being ordinary or average yeah, yeah. but no it's actually been the saving grace yeah so take a walk and you don't have to write oh I took a walk you just take a walk it's there's no big deals really yes you just um, that's another thing you say just about and you go you don't, uh, memories become as fluid as everything else. You just sort of, what the hell, you know? I've been so busy living, I, ha I, don't, have a, I don't have a life, so to speak. I'm just busy living. I don't really have a life. Just busy living every day, yeah? And uh, whatever could have done that didn't come from me because... Me had a lot of old ideas of how it was supposed to look. Well, it didn't, it wasn't supposed to look this way. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I've been freed from the need to be liberated. I have. I've been freed from all that. Yeah. It's nothing special. It was available at all times, right where I was, with no requirement necessary. But there may have been requirements necessary until they weren't. Yeah, so we're going through the pantomime, but in fact, where we arrive at, we've never left, and it's always been, we've been untouched here, honey, really, as spirit. Most of our feelings about everything is really filtered through the body experience, yeah, and we're really not of the body. So when we're thinking of the heaven experience, it's filtered through the body experience idea. It's not like that, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I love seeing you, Helen, and uh, just allow life to be good to, to you. Yeah. I mean, I have so many nice things can happen to me, and I just have the time to pause and be grateful. And, uh, you know, a lot of my bowing down has been incremental, and it's been like the years of my living. It's been a bowing down to something. Yeah, it really has. It's not like a thing I do during the day, but I've been brought to that posture over the years, just wondering awe and just a bowing down. Wow. And uh, man, I've seen so many incredible events occur to people and ourselves here. And uh, who am I that which thinks so small to think about that which is so large? Yes, let's give up the idea of knowing anything. Yeah, yeah. Being is the key, really. And we are that. We really are, honey. We are that. Yeah. There's no fault found from that view. You're so beautiful. From looking from what we are, it finds no fault in what we're not. What we're not is the harbinger of all the faults and shit. Yeah, really. 
you 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 weren't late. You didn't blow it. You should have gotten here earlier. The door just swings open. It's always been open. Yeah, there's no. Uh, yeah, I should use the old story about knocking on heaven's door, but not now. Next time. But yeah, the idea that was what was causing us not to enter heaven was our identification as Paul, not God. God was just saying Paul can't come in, which was just a fact. Yeah, the idea of Paul can't come into heaven. It just can't be an inhabitant there. So it was just telling the truth, but Paul was taking it personally. Or it was a taking it personally as Paul. And so Paul got pissed when God said, I can't come in. And then works really hard. Then it has, presents a great spiritual resume, and God says the same thing. Paul can't come in. Gets super pissed, gets loaded again, fucks up incredibly falls on its head, has an awakening, walks up to the heaven's door, knocks on it, door swings open immediately. That used to be very off-putting, but now it realizes it's always available at all times. Swings in and then and I go, Paul, I go, God, can I come in? And God says, Paul can't come in. And I walk right in. Yeah. He was just stating a fact. This mental idea can't can't uh, transcend the mental idea. It just doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, Helen. Yes, there'll be a lot of peace from that. The recognition. Uh, yeah. Nothing's the key. There's the gift that keeps on giving, man. Uh, you know? Everyone's looking for something, but really nothing loves looking. Yeah, and it's beautiful. Really, so it's good. It's a nice, uh, yeah. But thanks, Helen. It's always a pleasure to see you. And always, Thank you. I just want to say, you know, I just feel like wanting to tell you the race has been called off. Yeah, and uh, you've been fired as the judge or the referee. Yes, it's like it's not. It's like free running. There's no track. There's no 500 laps. You just fucking yeah. Run or not run, it doesn't matter. <laughs> we're all doing the best we can as how we're equipped. Yeah, no one's going out usually. I'm going to do the worst thing I ever do. That would be, yeah. But basically, you know, we're being used all day. Yes. This is like uh, expressive art in a way. And uh, it's better for the brush to not know what the artist is thinking. It's it's more of a brush then, yeah? The brush doesn't need to figure out what the artist is planning. Just know you're being used. And I know what's been handling me for a long time. Really, the only appropriate response is, you know, surrender, wonder, or and gratitude, really. I mean, just like today, I was reading the same page that was brought up, just like the perfect time regular wash was asked on the Zoom. These are signs of something afoot, yeah, that I love to notice. Yes, yeah. In my little myopic Paul day, there's always these little flashes from the corner of my eyes of a much bigger thing going on. It's great. <laughs> it brings size and dimension proportion to the 
story of Paul, which is Paul is impossible to do. Paul looking at something changes something. It does. Yeah. But Paul can see something that hasn't been changed by Paul. It can. It can. It has the eyes to do that. It can, really. So, all right. Thanks. Thanks, honey. We will end today. This lovely note. Okay, Paul. Yeah. Yeah, wonderful. You have time to say goodbyes? Yes, let's say goodbye to everyone. And uh, this cooked very well today. Yeah. Yeah, got a nice little cook. It's like a marinara sauce that's been cooking for a day or two. We sped it up. It was only an hour. Pretty good, though. Put it on your little pasta, your daily pasta. So, all right, we got uh, we got Tom. Nice to see you, Tom, there. And there's PK from Long Island City. There he goes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Back for center. <laughs> Tommy. Nice to see you, Tommy. Mickey, oh, as always, the matriarch of Madeira. Very nice. Paul, nice to see you, Paul. I don't know who is it that sent me money from London, but uh, thank you, whoever it was. It was great. And someone, uh, yeah, I have a lot of thank yous to people that uh, try to express the value they feel they've gotten and the money helps. It allows my lavish lifestyle to continue. Yeah. I hate to have the landlord police knocking on the door, evicting me during the talk. <laughs> I'm not living under that in, that uh, false evidence today. All right. So we got uh, Mike, as always. Nice to see you, Mike. Connor from Dublin. He finally got it. He left the place. That's good. Ruby Rose from uh, Wichita. Nice to see you, Ruby. We've got, oh, Joseph from France. Nice to see you, Joseph. Always a pleasure. Joseph's been with us for quite a while. It's very nice. Room for all of us. We got Stefan on having never left. Yes. Helen, always a pleasure. Yeah. Got Walter. Don't worry, Walter. You'll have my uh, WhatsApp. We'll get in touch when I'm in Pescara. Yeah. Yes. We got Gary C. He has left the corner. Yes. Yeah. Kim. Nice. Kim has decided uh, she either sh she's vertical, but she looks like she's horizontal. That's pretty cool. Oh, there she goes. She was driving that way. That's dangerous. Wow. All right. Nina. 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 Nice to see you, honey. Yes. We got Dale. Dale O. Or is it Dale O? Nice to see you, Dale. Oh, uh, we got Nan. Nanette. Oh, she moved inside. She was outside. The humidity got too much, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's Rich. Nice to see you, Rich, from the UK. We got Gabe. Gabe is somewhere. I think he's in California, probably nearby by where I am. All right. We got Michael S., Michael Stacy. Nice to see you. Oh, it's nice to see Mika. Mika W. is here today. Always a pleasure to see you. And Leah, thank you for the donation, Leah. Yes, yeah. 
Zen bitch slap keeps on keeping on. Yes, it's moving along. Jack, oh, Jack G. Jack G is uh, he's somewhere else again. I don't know what's going on, Jack. He's inside. That's interesting. We got Kaiser. Kaiser's in Los Angeles now. That's good. Yeah. It wouldn't have taken us long to get that you're in Los Angeles from Minnesota, but thank you for the title. Makes it clearer. We got Eamon. Eamon from Dublin. I think he's from Dublin. Steve from the UK. We've got, uh, let's see, uh, we got uh, Oliver from Berlin. We got Bev. We got some phone numbers. Hey, thanks, everyone. Uh, yeah, today was a very nice meeting. Yes, yes. I think it's non-duality, whatever. Awakening. So yeah, 4.30 every Tuesday, then Wednesday, Thursday, back to recovery. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Very much. <laughs> no. I need to leave also, fellas. Okay. Bye, everybody. Okay. All right. Bye, guys. We'll see you guys on Thursday. See you, PK. Swag. Bye-bye. Swag. Swag. <laughs> yeah.